The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Denham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. All right, you guys, welcome to 2022. Welcome to the new year. I hope you're having a peaceful and beautiful transition into this new chapter. I know that this page turn often revolves around goal setting and, you know, looking at what we've done so far and where we want to go next. Uh, But I hope at the same time, you can really create some space for yourself to drop into gratitude and truly acknowledge just how far you've already come and know that you are enough and you're worthy and you're perfect exactly as you are. And that when we visualize this next best version of ourself, and as we plan for the next year ahead, it can be done from a space of already knowing that you are worthy of it and that you're enough as you are and that there's nothing you need to do or be to prove that. And yeah, I think a lot of us are understanding that we are going through this shift out of the hustle mentality and coming more into alignment with what our soul really craves and what alignment really feels like for us, allowing ourselves to relax when we need to relax and having beautiful times of productivity when they, when they come through as well. Um, it's all a dance, isn't it? But I hope that you can just acknowledge how great you're doing and give yourself that space during this time. So with that being said, let's shift into today's conversation. We've got my buddy Samantha Costantino on the show today. Samantha, I actually met a few years ago when I was living in New York City and we were both volunteering with UN Women doing women's empowerment work and aiding our sisters across the globe and it was such a special container to be a part of and really wonderful to be able to sit down with her and have this conversation and catch up and get an idea of how her perspective has changed on the world and how she's just grown and shifted, especially over the last couple years. Um, So Sam is a stylist. She's a fashion and lifestyle writer and jewelry editor, and she's also an intuitive card reader. So she does card readings rooted in wellness and uses oracle and affirmation cards, and she'll give us a little reading at the end, which is really sweet. So We get into everything surrounding style and fashion and also navigating change and breakups and just how we move through these energetic shifts with grace and, you know, how we process everything. So I'm so grateful that she was able to join us. And uh, if you feel like a buddy might benefit from this information as you listen, please feel free to send it along. Samantha's on Instagram at Samantha Tatiana and I'm at Helen Denham underscore and at the lifted podcast. So hit us up, let us know what you're thinking. We love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being here. Happy new year. And I'll talk to you on the flip side. question I always love to ask guests is how do you like to start your day off? Do you have any rising routines or rituals that you go to? And if you're not a morning person, is, is it in the evening? Yeah. So I certainly, I, I'm aiming to have a better morning ritual. It's like one of my goals. Uh, but I do have evening rituals. Um, 
in the line of work that I was previously in, I had like a 5.30 a.m. wake up call. So it was pretty hard to like really solidify a great morning ritual, no matter how much I wanted to have one. But in the evenings, I wind down with warm water, sea salt, lemon, almost pretty much every night. And it's such a good, just like brings me down just completely brings me back down to earth and I'll go to sleep with my oil diffuser on and I have either usually eucalyptus is my favorite or a peppermint right now I'm doing a lavender and I have that run while I go to sleep um and I'm I always try to get in a meditation and a pilates flow when I get home so those I feel like are my grounding practices that keep me sane mm, beautiful and I will have already given a little introduction about you and what you're working on and, and what you're mm -hmm. up to. But we met, we met, I guess, a few years ago when we were volunteering with um, UN Women's Committee in New York. Yes. And I feel like I, I just loved your energy right off the bat. And there are a few of Thank us in there. I was like, she's a mindful person. Like she's kind of doing the work, which is why I Thank felt you. like we got to hop on a chat and just get down to it because I can tell that like you're very centered and it's been so exciting to to see you shift into more intuitive work and reading. So I'd love to just know about like what your, I guess, spiritual journey has looked like over the last few yeah. years, however far you want to go back, but like what drew you to this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I've always been very interested in the space. I feel like, I mean, probably going back to like childhood, just being very into, you know, like witches and the magic of everything. I was named after Samantha from Bewitched. So I think it was literally like ingrained in me to kind of be drawn to the mysticism of life. But um, in my 20s and after college, uh, senior year of college, I started seeing a therapist and it was the most life-changing and best thing I could have ever done. And I still see that therapist. It's been um, nine years of the same therapist and he's incredible. And he really um, put me on the path of self-development and reflecting on my thoughts, my actions, um, self-awareness, just so much in the positive psychology and self-development space. And that was a long journey, you know, in the beginning of therapy, you're a little bit stubborn and I wanted to be there. Um, but there were definitely moments and sessions where I was just so not ready for what we were facing. And now, you know, I'm so grateful because it's truly been, um, just life-changing and um the practices of i am which is what now my intuitive readings are rooted in a well like my affirmation cards are what root 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 down my readings um but i learned the practices of positive affirmations in therapy um with the power of i am statements so it was just such a catalyst such a catapult out into that world and now, nine years later, when I go through things that I would have experienced nine years ago, um, I still certainly turn to the guidance and I don't, I still see that therapist, but I am able to cope and I'm able to practice things much differently. I recently experienced a situation that 
was similar to when I first started seeing my therapist and I was able to conduct myself in such a different way. So I think that set off the groundwork for all of that. And then um, I've always been very intuitive and I've always been overly aware of that. Um, and it used to be when I was maybe not as mature, almost like a joke, like, oh yeah, you know, whatever. And I can, I can just can tell when something's going to happen or if the person, my friends were talking to, I'd be like, oh, you guys are going to end up dating. Like, I just know, or I just have a feeling. And, um, but the more people I met in the, um, in the space, in the spiritual space who were in tune with their gifts and really owning that sparked even more intrigue on my end to really dive in and be like, oh, this is, this is a real thing here. Like I have an actual real, everyone has a sixth sense, but the fact that I'm in tune with it is really something special. And I want to really dive into that further. So I think all of that together has formed where the direction I'm going in now. Mm, beautiful. So I, I love that you so openly are talking about therapists because I think now it's, it's not stigmatized anymore. And people are like, mm -hmm. if you can see a therapist, everybody should be in therapy. Um, it's yes. such a blessing. Yes. So I'm curious to know about like what kind of coping mechanisms um, he gave you that were really helpful that you find yourself like going toward to keep your mental health and well-being in check. Yes. Um, journaling is probably the number one for me. And I just free write my feelings out. It's not poetic. It's not um, anything that would get published or is anything of, you know, structure. It's literally what's going on in my head. And it could be repetitive. It could sound like it's going in circles. I could sound as emotionally insecure as I want that's happening right now that's what's coming out on the paper and then it really helps to clear all of that up um, and just form some organization in my head around all of it and I don't feel like I'm floating or like I'm spiraling out um, and meditation for sure breathing exercises and he is really rooted in cognitive behavioral therapy. So really reworking, you know, I remember one of the first things he told me was, you know, I can't change the fact that X, Y, Z is going to cause you anxiety, but I can help you in how to then cope with the anxious thought. So um, that's exactly, you know, those practices of how to re-talk myself. Where's the big question that I in turn ask myself is where's the proof in that? So if something is upsetting me, if I'm very getting anxious or overthinking something, it's where's the proof in that? Um, and recircling back to, am I fabricating what I'm imagining here? Is it my mind going away with me? What's the facts in the situation? Um, so those are certainly some of the most standout pillars. And when it comes to even further development, um, creating vision boards has been a big practice with he and I. Um, and he's been someone who's been really, who's always pushed me like, have you made a vision board about that? Or have you, have you written down your goals of a year from now, you know, and, and writing as if it is a year from now. So the date is November, 2022. I have X, Y, Z in my bank account. I'm doing X, Y, Z in my career and really writing those future setting, um, affirmations.
Mm. Oh, those are so good. Those are some that have really changed my life as well. And just, I feel like deciding what you want is even a big hurdle to get through. And some people just get so confused. They're like, I don't know who I am, but if you can actually name it and and walk yourself through the steps, it seems so much more possible and and tangible to actually get there. So I love that he's working with you on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes, for sure. And what you just said was so on point. And sometimes you just don't even know what it is you want or what it is you want to do, what direction you want to take. And I feel like that's something that I have always, you know, throughout my twenties have also been like, well, what is the thing? And I think just diving into anything that strikes your interest is how you start to develop who you are. If you're like, well, who am I? What, what do I want to do? Or how do I want to spend my time exploring any little thing that has always intrigued you is what I have found to be like what has helped to shape now who I can say or or what I can say I am or I'm and I'm continuing to become you're never done it's Mm -hmm. always continuing um and that's you know how we met through UN Women that was at a time where I was freelancing I had completely left a field I was working in I was working in social media marketing was not fulfilled and I wanted to pursue fashion styling, which I did end up successfully doing. But at the time I was freelancing and I had more time. So I was I so passionate about um, women's rights, always had been. Um, took classes in high school and in college. This was fresh out of also Emma Watson's amazing gender equality speech with he for she. So I was on UN.com, like, how can I get more involved? And that's how I found UN Women. And putting yourself out there in situations like that is what I feel like has helped me where I'm like, I went, I showed up alone to these meetings. I didn't know anybody. And now here we are chatting and we have a network of friends and community across the country. Cause everyone who we have done this with has now, you know, gone all over the place to pursue their dreams. Um, and it was such an amazing community of men and women who were equally ambitious and supportive of each other who were just interested in being the best they could be for others and for themselves and to help lift up the community of people around them. So I think exploring anything like that really has helped for sure. I mean, such an expansive and empowering point that you make too, to just follow your curiosity, because I brought this up a few times too, with guests, like since childhood, we're taught to like choose one thing that we want to do. And I feel like that's been a big block for me too, is being like, okay, so you want to make music? That's all, all you can do. And I'm like, well, I want to do some other stuff. Like, yes. you know, I want to do a lot of different things. And I know you are too. And it's so cool to watch your career and your personal growth happen because knowing that you're a writer, you're a stylist, you're, you know, an intuitive card reader, it actually makes so much sense to look at you and see all these things under your umbrella. It's like, oh, that's, that's, that's makes so much sense that Samantha's doing all this. And it gives me, I feel like watching you gives myself permission to be like, it's okay, Helen, you can write and podcast and make music and do all these things. It, it also makes sense. So oh, I love thank that. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just had that conversation at work actually earlier today with someone. Um, so that's so, thank you. It means a lot to hear that. Cause I used to get in my head about that where I'd be like, oh, like, I, are people going to come to my social media outlets or the content that I create and be confused that I'm not focused on something? I don't have, like, they're going to come for the fashion and then I'm going to have 
a wellness affirmation and they're gonna be like, I came here for clothes. And the people who came here for the wellness are gonna be like, I came here for wellness, I don't care about clothes. But I've just started letting it all come together and that's when it felt like everything started clicking. Years ago, I had a fashion blog and I was trying so hard to emulate the people who were successful in the space at the time through my own voice, but rather than look to what they were doing as successful business leaders, I was just looking at it as a successful figure in the space rather than just their their strategic business practices. Because you can admire people and, and look up to those things, you have to do it in your own way. And that blog didn't, I also wasn't as familiar with SEO as I am now, all the technical things. But looking back, I was like, I was so stuck on trying to look like I fit in with the blogging sphere of the fashion industry. It didn't translate, I feel like, as authentic as when it just falls into place. Mm -hmm. So that's something huge that I think I've learned and that it seems like it's happening now. So I've just been kind of letting it ride out and seeing what happens, but remaining consistent with it all. Yeah. Literally verbatim, you're in my brain. <laughs> so yeah. same thing. Like, am I going to confuse people? But it's just like who we are and just an expression of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes this like human experience so fun is to know that we can bounce around and experiment and we're these very fluid beings. And it's kind of coming yes. out of this linear thinking into a more of a holistic kind of secular feeling, which I think is a lot more expansive and, and freeing um, in the I midst agree. of like, all this narrative that's like, focus, focus, focus. It's like, you can, and you can do a yeah. few things quite well. And women are good at that. We're good multi Yes, <laughs> we are. We are. I feel, I love the, the phrase like a multi-hyphenate. There's um, Athena Calderon, her um, platforms are all under the name Iceloon. She's this incredible interior decorator and cook and just fabulous, creative visioner. And um, she refers to herself as a multi-hyphenate. And I love that. And that's how I, I have been so recently identifying as that and really embracing that term of being a multi-hyphenate and all the goodness that gets encapsulated under it. Yeah. It's like, it, it gives us permission almost. And it's like, okay, now I yes. can feel good about this. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I do want to touch on like fashion with you as well, because I mm -hmm. just love how you express yourself through fashion. And it's, it's, it's a form of art when I look at it as well to see how people put yes. together an outfit and clothes and, and how do you feel about the fashion industry in general? And maybe we can touch on sustainability a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've always been so drawn to the industry since I was a kid. So it has such a special place in my heart. But I think COVID shed such a light on the practices that have been in place. There have been so much discussion of how to change the fashion calendar, um, production schedules, things are still behind in general. So I think it's just created a really big conversation that has been trying to come to the forefront that a small pool of people have been trying to have has now been reaching the mass headlines. Um, I, like you said, I love the creativity, the art form of it all. I mean, there are some designers I just absolutely melt over when they show and it's so beautiful and empowering and you feel your best when you are it doesn't matter what your affinity to style is 
if you feel your best in a t-shirt and jeans, wear a t-shirt and jeans and feel incredible. And you're going to walk down the street like a million bucks and it's going to show. Um, that's my philosophy on style. You don't have to be dressed like everybody else in the tab in the headlines on Instagram. Um, you put your own, what you, what you feel best in is how you end up carrying yourself down the street and someone just stands out. Cause you could have great clothing. You could have a great budget to buy fashion, but you can't buy style and style comes with confidence and just rocking what makes you feel your best. Um, and then with sustainability, I mean, it's such an important pillar and thing to continuously educate yourself on as a consumer, as someone in the industry, myself, um, shopping sustainably can be expensive. So I think that's also a huge thing that gets oftentimes gets ignored because no one wants to really acknowledge it, that they just want to say shop sustainably, shop with things that are well-made, but sometimes it's really hard to do that. And sometimes people's budgets are limited to the mass retail stores. And I don't want anyone who's in that situation to ever feel bad about what they're able to afford, um, what's in their budget. Cause that's, that's me sometimes too. Like I'm like, I can't shop everything that's labeled as a sustainable good. Um, but I think the key in that I mentioned this actually in a recent interview I did is, um, the philosophy of 30 wares. And you look at a piece of clothing and you, I, so I get to go shopping alone for this reason. I'm, I'm inspecting it. I'm looking at the quality. Will it last me 30 wears? Is it going to fall apart? Are the seams going to rip? Is the button going to fall off? Um, will it, will the sweater get pulls after two washes? Um, those are all the questions going through my, my mind. Um, so if it's not going to last me 30 wears and if it's too trendy to even wear it 30 times, then I'm not going to buy it. If it's something I will wear at least 30 times, it's true to my, my essence of who I am and my style, and it's going to last me 30 wears, then done. So I have been curating my wardrobe to really become something that is season, seasonless to the most part. Of course, you know, you want to have your cozy sweaters in the winter, but, um, you know, I have the same jeans, the same tanks, same t-shirts in my closet all year round. Um, and the only thing that really gets swapped in and out is the heavy stuff for the winter. Um, so really incorporating that has been huge for me. And I'm wearing things that I bought a year ago, two years ago, the sweater I'm wearing right now, I think I bought three years ago. So those are all the things that um, I think help contribute to having a more sustainable wardrobe in your home. Um, especially if you can't afford to buy the things that are made by sustainable designers. Yeah, that I saw that on your Instagram, the 30 wear like pillar. And it really stuck with me because even if we feel like we might not be able to afford something more expensive, if we think about it in those terms, it's more worth it in the long run to buy something mm -hmm. a little more expensive and more well-made if it's going to last us, you know, years and years and we're yes. going to love it for so long. Yeah. Even if you could budget for one splurge item a season, maybe, you know, like mm -hmm. you treat yourself to if, if budgeting is something that's preventing you from buying things that are really made to last, not just by chance you're getting something in a mass retail store that was like made well enough. Um, yeah. Giving yourself 
a number of things you'll treat yourself to that you want to save towards for a pair of denim that's going to extend years of wear and keep its shape and keep its quality on you. Um, or a good, a good jacket, a good piece of outerwear, a good pair of shoes or a handbag, something that you can so slowly start to build up. It doesn't have to be all at once. It's kind of like furnishing a home. Um, I feel like someone I follow just recently made that analogy, so I don't want to take all that credit for it, and mm-hmm. I just can't recall who referenced it. But um, when I saw that one little reference, it really resonated with me because it's true you wouldn't go and buy the best couch and the best love seat and the best mirror and the big screen TV, you're not going to buy everything at once. Maybe you will, but that would be very, very big bill. You're going to slowly curate your home and buy a few investment pieces and then switch out the things that were placeholders for more investment pieces. The next time you're going to do your investment shopping. So your closet is similar where start with a few investment pieces and then slowly build because those investment pieces that you got last year are still going to carry you through as you keep building. And if you start to identify with a certain style ethos, if there are people who you admire, I would say pay attention to them. Um, I know mine are Ashley and Mary Kate Olsen, Julie Philippus, who was a former um, editor of Vogue Ukraine, I believe that was her... um, that was her magazine. Um, women that I know I'm really drawn to um, help me when, if I'm getting a little bit off track sometimes. If I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I, I want to zone in on something, um, I look to who who is influencing me, who's giving me inspiration at the moment, and that can help you to kind of have a blueprint. If you're like, oh, where do I start? I want to have a closet that feels true to me look to who is inspiring you. Do you like loud prints? Do you like to be really expressive? And, um, or do you like more minimalism? And do you like clean cut colors and certain silhouettes? And that's how you can start to incorporate that. And then weave in a few fun pieces here and there, mm-hmm. but have the bulk of it be your groundwork. Yeah. How have you seen, it's so interesting to, to hear too about like, somebody's style evolution when you tie it and parallel it with their like consciousness evolution in a way or coming into their own being like how have you seen your style change as your emotional state has changed over the last few years can you find any parallels oh my gosh that's such a good question and that's such a mind-blowing moment for me because I have never thought of that and it's so true um so accurate certainly earlier like I said, fashion's always been a part of me, but I've all, you know, you're younger, you're, you look at photos back from college, and you're like, oh, I thought I was so fashionable. What was I doing? <laughs> um, and it certainly has grown as I've become more conscious. It really has been in step with each other. Um, I think I was a little bit more all over the place with my style, trying to really always be on trend. And emulate whoever was trending at the time to my own comfort, of course, but never wear something I really didn't like. But there were so many things I would buy and wear once and then be like, why did I buy that? What, what was I doing? Or what, you know, what, to eight, 10 years ago, I was doing that. And as throughout my 20s, um, now I'm 30, I certainly have been buying less 
and buying things that feel true to who I am and that are going to continue on with that each season. Um, so it certainly has progressed in a very similar way with my consciousness of spirituality, of wellness, of my well-being, of my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, it has been pretty in tow with that. Yeah. Yeah, I totally feel that too. The trends start to drop away when we become more comfortable with ourselves and we start to think, yes. you know, outside the box and follow our authenticity and what really pulls us in. I love mm -hmm. that. I've been loving yeah. the um, watching New York Instagram, I think, to see yes. everybody's style because everybody's so yes. different. You don't see any They're trends so there. They're so different. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's amazing. I actually, um, he photographed me outside of oh, Fashion yeah. Week. He did. And that was amazing I was like oh my god made my day made my day I mean that was incredible um so I forgot I that even happened as I said it oh my god yes I remember yeah. swiping through I was like um Sam hello <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that was he stopped me and I had a feeling it was his name's Johnny I didn't even look I'll make sure I have his actual name correct um before I reference his his full name, um, yeah, Johnny um, Johnny Cirillo. So he stopped me, asked me to take my photo, and I had a, and he phrased, "No, oh, I take candid pictures of New Yorkers in their true style. You know, just people who are inspiring me." And I was leaving the Bebza fashion show during Fashion Week, and I was like, oh, "That sounds like watching New York's philosophy. I wonder if he's watching New York." And so after we did, he took my photos. Um, I said, I was like, oh, and your name again? And he was like, oh, uh, my name is Johnny, but I have an account watching New York. And I was like, oh my gosh, I follow you. <laughs> and so that was really exciting. When that got posted, I was like, oh my God, this is like a highlight moment of like a street style moment for me. Totally. Um, but yeah, I love his account and he captures people who are both involved in the industry and both who are just, this is what I want to wear today. And that's what I find so inspiring about New York in general, just stepping outside of my apartment, stepping onto the subway. You see so many people who aren't even trying to be fashionable, who just are dressing to express themselves. And that is inspiration in its truest form. And that is exactly what style like I was referencing earlier. That's what style is, is just dressing to your self-expression with confidence and joy. And it really just carries you through. Honestly, I think that's the one thing I miss most about New York is like literally getting dressed up to walk to the bodega or go to yes. a coffee shop because yeah. you, you can't. You can wear whatever you want and everybody does dress with intention to make themselves feel good. And, and now I remember mm -hmm. that constantly while I'm home or just in LA where we're driving everywhere. I think about that in the morning. I'm like, how can I really make myself feel good today? And it's yeah. always just like, getting ready, just like getting ready yeah. in whatever way I'm feeling. Like right now I'm in like sweater hat vibes, but I feel very comfortable in that. I feel like it's mm -hmm. like, you know, ease of conversation, but you know, it's just, it changes our whole vibration and our attitude throughout the day to just like get ready and to just like put, put a pin in, in how we're feeling for the day. Oh, 100%. It's with intention. Mm -hmm. um, that was something that I've realized especially at the start of stay at home orders in 2020 was waking up and getting dressed even if I didn't want to put on like full face of makeup let my skin breathe but I would put on a dress I'd put on whatever I was feeling that day even if it was jeans and a t-shirt and that's still the same with working remote on the day you're remote or if you are someone who works remote every day just 
get dressed. Even if you do want to wear sweats, just wear a different pair of sweats and you wore to bed, <laughs> you know, like, like yes. make it feel like that's a different outfit, throw on a hat. And then all of a sudden it feels like an intention, you know, put on a blazer over your sweatshirt and you look like chic princess Diana off duty. And suddenly you don't feel like you're in sweats and feeling lazy or tired. You feel like alert and alive because you got dressed to whatever capacity you felt like that day. Totally. Um, I want to circle into more of like a spiritual conversation with you as well, but mm -hmm. I, I have wanted to ask you one more thing since fashion week just kind of passed. Yeah. How are you seeing the industry change? And, and I guess I'm thinking about body image for women and representation mm -hmm. and diversity and people of all colors being shown. Like, did you see an improvement this year as you were doing the rounds? Yeah, I think so. I think there's definitely been an improvement and everyone has been much more um, conscious about this. It, and it's amazing. And it's, it's well overdue. It is so overdue. And I think the industry is much more conscious of the mistakes that they've made in the past and continuing to improve upon that and really have the proper representation. And it's so important. I mean, down to just hair and the makeup teams, knowing how to treat different textures of hair across women of different um, racial backgrounds. Like that is huge. That's, so it was a, such a huge mind-blowing moment for me to realize that, especially, you know, being a white woman, not realizing like, oh my gosh, like there were beauty teams that did not know how to properly treat hair. That's so not acceptable, you know, and that, and, um, the, the cat, the, the shift that we've been just making towards with skims and other um, under cl clothing, like brands that are making sure there's a full range of colors and tones and sizes available for everybody. I mean, these are like basic necessities, basic, basic groundwork that have been overlooked far too long um, before we even get to the obviousness of who's on the cover of our magazines and who's leading a campaign and who's walking down the runway. Cause those are all like the things that are screaming in our faces. And then there are the things that are like underneath it all that we're sometimes not even registering that have been overlooked. Um, mm -hmm. But certainly there has definitely been an improvement. Um, and I'm loving also just the improvement and, of the biodiversity, so that is so huge. And the model pool, the modeling industry has certainly expanded um, in a way that is incredible and again, well overdue. And I hope to see it continuing to change because we need to see women and men who represent us and reflect back to the consumers who what they look like in the clothes. They wanna see themselves. Everyone wants to feel related to it. So um, I think we're on the right path moving forward. Yeah, I'm so glad you're seeing that. I mean, it's pretty recent too. I feel like just at the beginning of COVID, I totally gained a COVID-15. I had just left New York <laughs> and I went back. And I remember like it was when TikTok was getting really big, mm -hmm. and seeing all this, you know, body positivity going around. And I remember I was definitely heavier and I looked in the mirror and 
I, I fully loved what I saw. I was like, it's okay that I have a little extra weight on me. Good. I would prefer to not, but um, I actually think I'm really beautiful right now. And it was so emotional because I had never felt like that being um, at that weight, looking in the mirror. And I don't think I would have felt that way unless I'd seen myself represented across the board and celebrated mm -hmm. like that, which I wouldn't have five years ago. Yeah. I always felt pressured to be very thin. Uh, but mm -hmm. I don't feel that way anymore. Now it's like, if I'm going to exercise and, and trim up, it's because I feel better that way. It's not because I feel yeah. like I have to look that way. Um, so yeah, it's such a big conversation and it's happening fast. Yes, it certainly is happening fast. I feel like each season it's been improving every, every show, every season we're seeing more and more, um, diversity and more and more of a conscious effort and improvement being made there. So I think it's only going to continue to get better from there. And I, I think that just goes right back to um, the power of our voices. Because if people don't speak up, no, like the head honchos aren't listening. So when we use our voices to express things, millennials and, G and Gen Z have had such power in this. Because if we are not expressing, um, what we want to see changed, mm -hmm. then, I mean, it's not going to change. And I, I do think back to when we were volunteering together and how much has changed even just since then. I mean, so amazing. So, I mean, that is just such, I felt, I felt like that was the community that I knew of who was speaking their voices. And now I see that everywhere in the most incredible way. So I think that is how we are continuing to see these things take off is everyone getting in tune with their, um, with their, with their ethics, with what they believe in and what they want to see done in the world to, for it to be a better place and having the courage to use their voice and, and take action. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because the brands are, know that they're going to get called out if they don't. Yes. Change. Yeah. They really are. Before, yeah, before if you didn't say anything, but you have shopping, then they're getting their dollar return. Mm -hmm. So when they start to realize that the consumer holds the power, the consumer is more powerful than we have given ourselves credit for. Big time, because we're all just walking yeah. advertisements at this point, tagging everything. We are. It's like, we are. Mm -hmm. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're a million followers or 10 followers someone likes what you're wearing and then you share it, that they're going to go click on that and they're going to go buy it. It's such a powerful scope that we have now. Totally. And it's like, I think we're also seeing, you know, I'm, I've been dabbling in brand consultation and social media stuff too. And I'm noticing mm -hmm. that my clients are gearing toward, you know, smaller quote unquote influencers because of the direct relationship and impact they have with their community. Um, yeah. so like, it's not to be underestimated, um, how much of an impact we have just with our little circles here. It's, it has such a, yeah. a wide reach. Um, so before we were, you know, kind of officially recording, I was asking you like how your past couple of years have been and if you're in your, yeah. solar, uh, your Saturn return. So yeah. I would love to know too, like, what are you, what kind of challenges have you been facing personally over the last couple of years and kind of circling back to how you're, how you're navigating that? Yes. Um, such a good question. There has been, and certainly in my Saturn return, I mean, it is in full fledged and, um, with over the past few years, I think a lot of what I've been working on is 
feeling um, like I don't need anything else to complete the picture that I want for my life. Are you thinking about like relationships? Yeah, like relationships, mm-hmm. people pleasing. I think people pleasing has certainly been a huge one. Yeah, relationships have been, I think over the past few years, probably the biggest thing. Um, I was single through most of my 20s, was just recently out of a relationship. Um, and that journey of dating and remaining in my power and then being in a really loving and beautiful relationship that um, did ultimately come to a close, but still came to a close in as um, beautiful as the relationship was, was just as sad. Like as it was equally both, um, even in the closing of it. And learned so much about myself and about how much I had grown over the past few years in that aspect. Um, because I had done a lot of work on self-development and, and then there it is, put your relationship is your biggest mirror. You can have done so much work and then you're in a relationship and you're like, I thought I worked on this and all of a sudden it's back in your face. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that's been a big one. Can you rephrase one more time the other, like the part of the question? Uh, it's so oh, it's, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I kind of gave you a big, <laughs> big question there. Like, yeah, I feel like my brain's like spacing out. I want to like make sure I'm really like making sense and not being so like wishy-washy and abstract. Sure. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I mean, relationships are always like such a good point to go to because they are our mirrors. But is there anything specifically that you've been facing maybe over the last year that you have been like consciously working on overcoming, you were mentioning people pleasing, but anything Mm -hmm. energetically that you're working through to strengthen yourself that you've been actively facing? Holding myself accountable. I think that's huge because your spiritual practices are you holding yourself accountable to journal, to meditate, to work out, to do the things that are going to make you feel good. And that has been something that and I still sometimes struggle with, I still struggle with sometimes getting home and making the time to do those things. It's so much easier to just be like, I'm tired. I'm just going to get in bed. And then you feel the effects of that later. So I think energetically holding myself accountable for my energy, for the things that are going to make me feel good, for really putting practice into my words, practicing what I preach, that um, to put like, you know, a cliche saying on it. Um, I think that has been huge and has really come, um, to its head in the past year where I'm like, I feel a difference and I want to be the person that I look up to. I want to be the person who I see myself as, and that's going to take me, um, committing to these practices and, and standing by them. Um, and it feels different when you do, I feel so much better when I am doing those things. So that has been really big, um, big shift for me. How do you like area. actually put it into practice? Like what, what seems to work for you? Cause I think this is what like all of us struggle with. Like when we're building a habit, how do we make, mm-hmm. how do we actually build it? Are there any like tools that you have in your tool belt? Like, do you, do you put it in your calendar? Like, how do you make sure that you're actually going to get it done without procrastinating? Oh my God, that's a great question. I think that's something I'm still working on. I think putting them in your calendar is a great idea. Um, 
the workouts that I do, I love Melissa Wood Health. I'm obsessed with her. She's fantastic. And she sends out a monthly calendar of all her workouts and she has a weekly schedule. She posts her workouts every day. So I think sometimes seeing it every day is like my reminder of like, I got to do that. I'm going to go home. I'm going to feel good. I feel good just watching her do it. I'm going to feel good when I go home and do that later. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I think, I think those, I'm a very visual person. So I think seeing the visuals of, and then feeling how I'm going, envisioning how I'm going to feel afterwards is the motivating factor to keep going and to, and to keep at it. Totally. I feel the same way. I'm very visual. I always have like a, I have like a whiteboard with like sticky notes. And when I've done it, I get to move the note and just like knowing that I'm going to be able to move it and watch the board fill up on that side is like enough for me to like get out the door and do it. Yes. I I feel that I'm like that with my to-do list. I have to, I get to delete the line and it feels so good when I'm like backspace. Totally. I think, yeah, I think knowing like what plays to your strengths, if you are someone who's visual, having that, that to-do list or that graphic, something that's going to be right there to, to inspire you to keep going, um, is, is definitely helpful for sure. Yeah. For sure. And you were mentioning too, that, um, with your therapist, you were visualizing who you wanted to be in a year from now and mm-hmm. like actively writing that down. And I feel like that's so so beautiful and important too. Like we were saying earlier, like actually choosing who you want to be and actually really knowing how specific that looks so that there's like a deeper layer to the habits that you're forming anyways. There's like a deeper why that's already in place. It seems like you've been actively working on. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, for sure. I mean, it's, there's, yeah, it's a constant road of that improvement and, and holding yourself to it. Um, and I guess circling back on the relationship topic, I was like, I thought like what I was trying to get at, because it's like <laughs> such a vast, um, is that relationship to self while in relationship. I think that has been a huge thing. And whether in relationship, coming out of relationship, um, remaining in touch with that and, and being able to see that difference. Um, when I'm falling off of it and when I'm on top of it has been another huge thing. Um, going right back to my practices as well. So that, that's been, that's been big and reflecting on so many lessons learned. So that has been huge. I'm right there with you. I'm in like a budding phase of something right now and it can be scary to like get into Mm -hmm. this very vulnerable, vulnerable place to begin dating again after you go through a breakup and like, yeah. I'm so with you. We might've been on similar timelines. I had a, a COVID breakup that was, I loved him so much, still have so much love for him. And it was actually like such a great lesson to watch something and really beautifully and amicably and just be like, have this kind of moment that's like, okay, doesn't, it's just a blessing to have been with each other for this time. And like, it's a chapter and now we can move on to the next and how are we going to grow in between? And yeah, yeah. It, it's scary yeah. and exciting at the same time. And I guess my yes. work now is like opening up to being seen and loved um, and like allowing somebody else in because it's like you step into somebody else's life. So you really got to be good to go with yours. Yes. Yeah. I think that's such huge similar lessons. Um, our, mine was very recent. Mine was like two months ago. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a very... Um, much more of a recent, um, experience, but 
um, similar in just realizing how much growth happened. And, and that was exactly, you know, parting ways because we both had some growing to do and, and different goals. Um, not even different goals, scratch that, but like just, um, when I reflect back, I realize where I wasn't realizing I wasn't growing and where I've already now went that ended so much has happened in the, in the weeks following it that I already have felt so much growth in myself where I'm like, Oh my God. Like, Mm. and I was able to reflect on where I could have been more true to myself with boundaries, expressing myself. Um, those are all your your biggest teachers in, in those dynamics. Um, but it is that, that budding phase is beautiful and, you know, have fun with it though, but you know, be like open and vulnerable and, and just see where it goes. I think that's how the best things happen is when you're in that open and vulnerable space. So absolutely. And it translates directly into the rest of life too. It's like, where are we hiding ourselves from, from everybody? If we're hiding here, Mm -hmm. where else are we hiding and how can we be more like, okay with who we are and being seen? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. It was a huge, that was a huge thing deep down that I had realized. Um, but yeah, there's already been so much good and so much good growth that I have felt personally, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, I'm like, wow, if I had realized these things, like, you know, I feel like a better version of myself already just in the growth that has happened since. Um, but those are such big teachers I energetically, like that- spiritually, all of it. Totally. I feel like that happens with the ends of relationships. Like every breakup I've had, there's been an explosion on the the flip side of it in like yes. greatness, like, yes. like, like these pillars. Uh, and it's usually career-based or something because something switches. I don't know. But like yeah. great stuff starts to happen. That's exactly what happened. It was, I mean, that photo of that watch in New York took of me, that was 12 hours after I moved out of my apartment. I like that was the night before that was, you know, I saw, you know, you can see that photo and no one knows what was actually happening inside. And, and that just 12 hours before that I had all of my belongings in a car and I was driving away from what I thought was like my home. And it was a crazy emotional week. I mean, it's been an emotional experience in general, but, um, yeah, there is, so much that you just come back from. Um, but yeah, I don't know where I was going to go with that one part right there, but like that. Was, well, I just picked up on what you were yeah. saying too. It's like, you never know what somebody's going through in a photo. We see this like gorgeous yeah. girl, like walking down New York, but meanwhile, she's going through a breakup and all her stuff's in the car. It's like, I feel like yeah. I keep trying to remember that too. Every time I'm in the grocery store and just remembering that all of us are going through something at all yeah. times and to just continue to be compassionate because we're all going through something freaking crazy. Like, Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, yeah, he had no idea watching New York, but that was like a light of the, over the past few hours, I was like, that set me on like a high, you know, like mm-hmm. that picked me up. Um, oh, but on the point of career growth. Yeah. It was the holidays happened. So as a freelance writer, there's been so many press events that I've been going to several days a week. I've been so busy. So thank goodness for the busyness. It's what I think has helped me 
to continue to grow as a person and have these reflective moments. Um, in that same token of what I've learned energetically is in these moments of loss, because that's what it is, is dealing with loss, to not be consumed by it, feel it. That's kind of where I want to go with that, was not letting these, these experiences consume me, but I feel them. If I want to have a good cry, have a good cry, but I don't let it, I don't succumb to it. And I'm able to continue moving forward and feel it, allow myself to feel it, not feel bad about feeling it, and then continue on with my day. Um, that has been a huge, huge shift from where I was prior to therapy and after all these practices have put, been put into place. Um, and all of that career trajectory has just continued. My readings have been getting booked more and more. So I'm like, I'm not doing anything different. It's just all been happening. And that's, I, I've been having these thoughts lately where I'm like, I don't think there was anything going on that was blocking these things, but like maybe there was, and I have to do some digger deeping on that. But I don't think there was anything that comes to mind blocking these opportunities coming my way. If anything, I had an extremely supportive partner standing beside me through all of these things that were starting to happen more and more right towards the end. Um, but the universe just delivers exactly when it needs to. And everything was just like, whoosh, like, here you go. Here's everything to the beginning of everything um, before you. So it's been extremely exciting and extremely just unexpected. That's, I think, what as September till now has just, every moment has been unexpected and I'm just taking it all in um, each day. Really. Yeah. That's what I was, I was going to ask you too. Like, how have you seen the way that you respond to difficult situations change? And I think you just mentioned it so nice. It's like, you allow yourself to feel, you don't suppress, you give mm -hmm. yourself compassion and grace, but you don't all, like elongate the suffering, like acknowledge the pain, but don't dive into the suffering too much, which is so good to acknowledge. And, and I think also like acknowledging the loss of relationship as loss, straight up like grief. It is like having yeah. somebody die in a way because it, it can be that sharp. Not many people continue yeah. like long-term friendships with their partners and it doesn't seem to work, mm -hmm. but um, it really does feel like that. Um, so yeah. I have compassion That's exactly. for you and it's, oh, it's, thank you. it's real. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's been, the, it's something that like I wasn't expecting to like speak to on in like huge depth, but it has been a big part of what's been happening in my life mm -hmm. recently. And and that's a part of being vulnerable and dealing with energetics and talking about all of that. Like that's a huge aspect of all of it. So it would be um, false of me to not acknowledge that that's been a huge aspect totally. of what's been happening in my life. Yeah. And it's not even necessarily about like the relationship in general. When we talk about it, I think it's just about like observing ourselves and like, how do we mm -hmm. face difficulty, whether it's with a person or, or anything in our lives? Like it, it is, a, yeah. is, it is a mirror. Um, yeah. And I'd love to know finally about like your readings, like what have your readings been like? Um, it's been pretty yeah. recent that you've started doing them, right? And like, what does it look like when you're taking somebody through a reading? Yes. So I started doing them last year, literally a year before I got my first booking, I was doing them on Instagram. And it's such a like awesome thing to reflect back on because I picked them up. I was listening to 
a tarot card reader who I'm subscribed to on YouTube. His name's Esoteric Sky. He's fantastic. And he does, you know, monthly readings for each zodiac sign with a tarot card spread. Um, and I was listening to his readings and I'm like, you know, I've always been very intuitive myself. I wonder how it would go if I applied this same approach to my positive affirmation cards that I have that I got during the pandemic. I was posting one card a day when I first got them and everyone loved them. So I was like, everyone really liked these cards. What if I offered to pull them for people just off my own intuition, what they might need to be hearing this week? So I took it to my Instagram and it went really well with my community and my friends and everyone had great feedback. And I remember I was like, this is getting really busy. Like I'm up all night doing this. I had lists of people. And then I was like, I'm going to try to make this a, a true side business for myself. And when I put pricing on it, no one booked me. No, no one reached out. No one wanted a reading anymore. And I was like, wow. I think there was one person who paid me after I put pricing on it. And I was definitely discouraged at the time. And I would still share it here and there. I would get a random person maybe here and there who would see them on my highlight reel and reach out to, get, to receive one. Um, and I kept it more as a personal practice. And with close friends, if we were all getting together for a long weekend, if we were going somewhere, they would ask me to bring my cards. And with my closest friends, of course, that's you know, a whole different story. So I was, it, was keep, it was kept a bit more intimate. And a friend of a friend remembered that I did these, which is why it's so important to just put yourself out there. Because if I never did that, this, my contact would have never asked me. She um, booked me for my first event. And she reached out and was like, hey, do you want to do card readings? Um, right now, I've been doing them at the Moxie Hotel in New York, which is one of New York's biggest hotels. It's one of the most popular hotels here, which is insane. And I started off doing a private, like, in-house corporate event. And then I, that went really well. And then I've been getting booked to do public readings at the hotel, um, as a complimentary service to guests. So, um, I'm there, um, usually two hours, um, once a week on a Friday or a Saturday and providing readings to the hotel guests. Um, and anyone else who just sees that it's been getting posted about, Obviously, and you can walk into a hotel and hang out for a bit at the bar. So some people will come in who aren't staying at the hotel who have been seeing that this is happening. Um, so they have been the most rewarding experience I could have ever asked for. I mean, when I think of what my truest calling is and purpose, the what I'm doing with the readings is speaking to that. Um, cause it's, it sounds, I feel like it sounds not silly, but it's like, oh, my true calling is being a card reader. It's, it's the energetics of what's happening is what, re is what resonates with what I feel is my truest calling and purpose is connecting with other people and providing these insights to help lift each other up and approach each day to day a little bit better, um, and provide some insight and, um, in a reading, I will be with the person across from me and I shuffle each deck. I have a positive affirmation deck, which is what I ground my readings in. And then I have two Oracle decks. This is how I format them as of the present moment. And I will shuffle each deck until I feel like I'm in the right spot. 
and pull that each card and then we'll go through each card one by one we'll start with the affirmation card first and then we'll go into i have a more spiritual oracle card deck and then i have a bit more of a cheeky one that had a little bit of a wink to it a little bit of a humor is in there um but it has just as good insight and more often than not all three cards are directly related to each other and we see such common pillars throughout all three for each person um and so we'll go through each card their best practices to um practice their affirmation how they can best go about that and um how they how it's relating to their life right now so i'll go into my own i guess downloads because i'm not trying to think that i'm getting any additional insight but i'm just reading the, the affirmation and then i'll continue and go off from there as to how it might be related to their life right now what situation it could be relating to and how to expand upon that from there and then the same thing with the oracles i will go off of my own intuitive notions as to how that message is applying to this person in their life and um and then they meet me halfway and and will open up and it's been very incredible to hear more from people what they're going through how this is helping them um and provide whatever i can to 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 shed this light and a bit of insight um and positivity along the way this is so cool. I mean, Oracle decks and cards have changed my life as well. And just giving me a sense of like optimism and validation and just like changing yeah. the perspective around how I see things. Like I've been loving like the Quan Yin deck, for example, it just like changes everything. And I feel like, um, having a good reader like yourself too. It's like, you really do get into a place of like channeling. I feel like where you just open yeah. yourself up to like whatever needs to come through for your highest involvement and the person sitting across from you. And it's, it's healing work. It's really beautiful. Thank you. It, it certainly is. And I always say, I'm like, this is just as fulfilling to me as it is to the person sitting across from me. Like I feel just as good as, as you do doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, it's extremely rewarding and fulfilling and um you know i just feel lit up when i leave when i'm when i'm done and by the end of that you said as you continue to go and as i continue to more and more it just flows in um which has been really incredible and there was someone last week who um said to me i pulled his card and he was like I actually just said this sentence. Like I literally just said this in the corner over there. He was like, this is crazy. Like word for word, what you just said is what I said to my friend. And that was a big moment where I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like I have no idea. Um, so things like that truly are what's happening in these readings or I'm pulling an affirmation, like I'm healthy and the person's like, I literally just lost like a hundred pounds, like, you know, or something mm. and, you know, so there are certainly things where I get impressed, like I'm not impressed, but I get surprised. I read for someone on Friday night who the whole time he was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He was like, you are just so spot on with this. So I'm like, you know, you seeing your reaction, I don't know you. So I'm just going with this. So then to receive back what you are experiencing is sometimes just as crazy for me as, as the person receiving it who's not expecting it. I'm also sometimes not expecting it. And I'm like, whoa, cool, great. So glad yeah. that this is resonating for you. 
this is one of those things where I feel like we need more magic in our lives. And this just brings out the X factor of life. Like I feel the same way about Reiki and any energetic work that truly shifts something within us and changes like the course of things and just, Mm -hmm. you know, brings in this idea of like, we, we don't know, there's a whole nother realm out here that we are starting to be able to access. And like, Oracle reading, tarot reading is a great way to like practice that sixth sense and and going into meditation and really just practicing that kind of line of communication and, and building that. So do you, you don't have a deck next to you, do you? Should we pull a card? I do. I do. Let's pull a card. Yes, I do. Okay, great. (laughs) So do you want um, an affirmation or do you you want affirmation and an Oracle? Let's do, can we do one of each? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Let's see. I'll start with my affirmations. Yeah, they are so fun. And I, I want to make my own deck. That's my next Ooh. goal is to sit. And again, it's something that I feel like as with all of these things that have been happening in my life lately that I learned is like nothing can be forced and you just have to let it happen. So I'm like, I don't want to sit down and force myself to write affirmations down I want to be in like a flow state and like let it come. Um, but I do, I, I have spoken with some graphic designers and, and things to kind of get my own deck made so I can work with my own. And every reader works with cards that aren't their own sometimes, but I think that would be really, really great. Um, so here I'll have the affirmation off and let me just get an oracle out. Great. That would be so exciting. That would be very fitting. Yeah, I mean, I think it would just be, I would be so excited to be working with my own deck um, in future readings. It'd be really great. We can do this too for like whoever's listening, you know? Um, yes. For me, mm-hmm. but for, for everybody who's listening, you know? Yeah, a beautiful collective um, message. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. So we have our affirmation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I heard over and I'm like, whoa. Um, so our affirmation is I am a creator. Ooh, I love that. Yes. Everything around me began as thought. My clothes, my home, and even the roads I drive on were once just thoughts. When I take the time to contemplate my surroundings, I grasp all of the thoughts that took place to create the world. Likewise, my thoughts have created things. My thoughts create my actions and thereby create my life as I know it. Therefore, I strive and I strive to think about my desires optimistically. I am a creator. Dude, I love that. That is our affirmation. Um, which is just so fitting as we talked about being multi-hyphenates and creating and the energy that we're creating. It just is such, literally, I feel like such a theme that we just spoke about. And I feel oh, yeah. like your audience is certainly relates to as we are embarking on just continuing to create the absolute best for ourselves and creating this positive energy and working on all the things that we've been learning about ourselves, all that self-development, um, everything we touched on, um, is all under this umbrella of being a creator for your own life. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, It just wrapped it up perfectly. 
Yeah, I was. That's great. <laughs> so then I have an oracle card here, and we have. Oh, interesting. Boundaries. Where do you need to establish better boundaries? Is mm -hmm. our oracle card, um, which is also something we touched on a little bit, and I think a really great closing thought when it comes to the energetics that we work with sometimes like I've at least maybe this card was pulled out maybe this was for me because that was you know that was something huge that I worked with over the past year is energy boundaries and where that those lines get crossed and I think that's something that directly relates back to working with energetics and your spiritual development your spiritual path is figuring out what are my boundaries where have I um, not honored my boundaries? Even if I thought I was, where could I have done better at that? And where can I reflect on how to do that better and more authentically in the future and not in a way that feels untrue to myself, but I can express my boundaries freely and not so scripted. I can be myself. I can express my, my needs in my own language, in my own words in a way that's still loving and, um, and um, pro pro proactive. And that's going to continue to grow for me and the people around me who I'm expressing them to. So I think that's totally. a huge thing for everyone to always like remember and keep in mind. This one really resonates with me too. And I think boundaries just has like a, a you know, a word that's, you're like, Oh, okay. It might be a triggering word, but like, um, I've been doing mm -hmm. daily meditations, psychic, um, protection meditations, not in mm. like the, the typical way, but more of like releasing everybody's, uh, energetic attachment to you and really visualizing it. Like bathing it away, like allowing light to just like come over your oh. body and releasing. And I didn't even realize like how many that. people were attached to me and, and vice versa yeah. until I consciously was like, I'm calling all of my energy back to me across all timelines. I'm releasing it. And all of a sudden I just felt like cleansed. Like it's just, yeah. me. it's just me in my little light body. Um, and that's such a good way I feel like to, to end a day is to just like call all of your energy back detach mm -hmm. from all of these because we're working with so many people every day even in social yes. media we're like communicating mm -hmm. with so many people taking on so many stories so I think boundaries for me that just resonates with just like staying sovereign um at the end of the day good. and just like being good to go so I love yeah that. Mm -hmm. oh good I'm so glad that resonated for you because that is it's so true and I love that visual of the light just coming yeah. off of you. I've done a Kundalini meditation before where the visualization was like just water pouring over you and doing this while you're going with you're pouring the water over you and the water is symbolic of whatever it is that's triggering you that's going through your mind right now. But I love that that visual of the light just beaming off of you and funny enough I'm going to put this card closer to the camera for you. The visual on this card is literally what you just explained and it's all of these hands reaching out and yeah. there's beams of light within her that are just her own beams of light that are inside of her and all these hands are reaching out to try to grasp this light and she is literally pushing all of the hands away with her energy and there's this cloud of just like you know beautiful protection there's almost a crown like cloud over her head so this is the visual on the card i think i briefly put it to camera but what you just explained 
yeah. of what you're doing is literally on the car, <laughs> which is crazy. It I literally is. Amazing. I yeah. love, that's such a beautiful deck too. It's what is angel, angel deck or something? It's um, work your light. Work your Rebecca light. Campbell. I've been meaning yeah. to order this. My last housemate it's had this and I, deck. it's so gorgeous. Every, every mm-hmm. card. Yeah. Oh, I love it's a it. beautiful deck. And then my affirmation deck is, and it's so beat up because it, she has been through so much with me is I am everything. Um, beautiful. Yeah. And she's wonderful. Um, so those are my two favorites to oh, work with. Thank you so um, much for pulling those. Of course. It feels so good. Yeah. It feels very, oh, I'm so, gl- I'm very so glad. Mm-hmm. So Sam, so Samantha, where can people um, find you and connect with you to follow along with your journey and, and keep up? Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, this was so wonderful. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Samantha Tatiana, um, all one word. And yeah, that's where everything, that's where everything's at. It's right there right now. I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to explore their platforms, but that's where you can find me. Great. And I love that you always post like your writing work and stuff on your stories. Oh, and it's just, you. yeah, beautiful content and, and lifestyle. So thank you so much for being here. It's just so good to see you. All right, my friends, thank you so much for being here and hanging out with us today. I hope that you're feeling inspired and lifted and called to action in some area of your life. Uh, of course, everything we chatted about is linked in the description below. So you can find links there. And a couple more things from me. If you go over to HelenDenham.com, you can sign up for my weekly self-care Sunday newsletter, which is just a chance for me to spread some love and touch base with you in your inbox. (laughs) And also I've recently opened up a one-on-one mentorship series. So if you've been wanting to work with me in private in a mentorship that's a six-week series and you can find all the information on my website as well i also have a self-mastery course called cultivating confidence available Um, on my website you can also find all the past podcast episodes and guests uh, links to my music and blog posts and merch all the good stuff so i'm so grateful that you're here and uh, i love you Happy New Year. I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Bye.